Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. It's like he was just putting the pieces together for me in such a way that just was simple but powerful. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is God's truth right here. It wasn't always what I, what I wanted to hear, but I knew it was the truth, and I always wanted the truth. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is the end of my first week teaching on living in God's best. Got a book out on that. I'll tell you, this is a great teaching. And I would really encourage you to get it. We also have CDs and DVDs, and we'll be giving out all the information about how you can receive this at the end of our program. And this week, what I've been doing is just trying to say that most people are settling for less than God's best. It's not even a goal for most people. And I know that that may come as a strong uh, statement, and some of you may think, oh, no, I'm looking for God's best. But I use some examples. For instance, the thing I've talked about the last couple of days is how that the Scripture says, Deuteronomy chapter 28, also Romans chapter 13, it says, oh, no man, anything, that you'll be blessed so much you can lend, but you'll never have to borrow. That is God's best. And yet most people don't even have that as a goal. Most people are perfectly satisfied with being in debt. Now, am I saying that God is mad at you, that you're in sin? No. Am I saying that there is guilt or condemnation if you're in debt? No, but I'm saying it's not God's best. Why would you want to pay for things twice what they're worth? Well, people say, well, I couldn't get it otherwise. Yeah, you could if you would just discipline yourself and use some wisdom. And even if for whatever reason, like... In my case, my wife and I actually did go in debt to build a house, and we got it at, I mean, God blessed us. We got like a $120,000 house at half price. A builder uh, gave it to us, but I had to use my VA loan to get that, and I paid it off in 15 years instead of the 30 years. Even though I went in debt, I knew it wasn't God's best, and I got out of it as quickly as I could. I'm not against anybody who's in debt. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I am saying I know it's not God's best, and I'm not content to live there. As long as you are content to live in debt, you will. So that's what I've been talking about the last couple of days. What I want to point out again today is use another example, and that is that most people are content to be sick. Now, that may come as a shock to some people. And you say, oh, no, I don't want to be sick. But you accept it. You think that it's normal. It's natural. I deal with people all of the time who they have allergies. They have sensitivities to certain things. There's certain things they can't eat, etc. And they just accept it as being normal. They may not like it, but they accept it. There are people that every time it comes around, you know, they'll say it's flu season. And they just accept that, you know, there's a certain time of the year that you have to be sick. And I'm not going to teach on healing, but there are an abundance of scriptures that talk about that by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. First Peter 2.24 puts it in the past tense. That's a quotation from Isaiah chapter 53, where it says, by his stripes, we are healed. And it's interpreted in Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, where it says, this is the fulfillment of those prophecies, that it wasn't just talking about spiritual, emotional healing. It was talking about physical healing, that he himself bore our infirmities and carried our sicknesses. 
THE SCRIPTURE TEACHES THAT GOD WANTS US WELL. THIRD JOHN CHAPTER 1 VERSE 2 SAYS, BELOVED, I WISH ABOVE ALL THINGS THAT THOU MAYEST PROSPER AND BE IN HEALTH EVEN AS THY SOUL PROSPERS. BUT DID YOU KNOW THAT THE AVERAGE CHRISTIAN DOES NOT REALLY BELIEVE THAT GOD WANTS US TO BE PERFECTLY HEALTHY? THEY ACCEPT ACHES AND PAINS. WHEN THEY START BEING A CERTAIN AGE, THEY EXPECT THAT THEY HAVE TO START HAVING PAINS AND THEY HAVE TO START DECREASING IN STRENGTH AND ON AND ON AND ON IT GOES. AGAIN, THE WORD OF GOD SAYS ABOUT MOSES AND SAYS HE WAS 120 YEARS OLD AND HIS NATURAL FORCE WASN'T ABATED NOR HIS EYESIGHT DIM. AND THE DAY THAT MOSES WAS DIED AND WENT TO BE WITH THE LORD, HE CLIMBED MOUNT NEBO. HERE'S A 120-YEAR-OLD MAN CLIMBING A MOUNTAIN AND HIS NATURAL FORCE WASN'T ABATED OR HIS EYESIGHT DIM. HE STILL HAD PERFECT EYESIGHT AT 120 YEARS OLD, AND HE LIVED UNDER AN INFERIOR COVENANT TO WHAT WE LIVE UNDER. AND YET, HE SAW THIS MIRACULOUS MANIFESTATION OF GOD'S HEALING POWER IN HIS LIFE. IF THAT COULD HAPPEN UNDER THE OLD COVENANT AND THE NEW COVENANT SAYS WHAT WE HAVE IS SO MUCH MORE GLORIOUS THAT IT MAKES THE OLD TESTAMENT LOOK LIKE IT HAD NO GLORY IN COMPARISON. OUR PROMISES ARE BETTER PROMISES. THAT'S HEBREWS CHAPTER 8, VERSE 6, THAT WE HAVE A BETTER COVENANT ESTABLISHED UPON BETTER PROMISES. AND SO IF AN OLD TESTAMENT MAN COULD LIVE THIS WAY, WE AS NEW TESTAMENT BELIEVERS CAN LIVE ABOVE SICKNESS AND ABOVE DISEASE. AND I KNOW THAT MANY OF YOU RIGHT NOW ARE JUST SAYING, I DON'T BELIEVE THAT, AND THAT'S THE REASON THAT YOU AREN'T EXPERIENCING GOD'S BEST. YOU KNOW, I AM NOT A PERFECT EXAMPLE. I EVEN HESITATE TO USE MYSELF AS AN EXAMPLE BECAUSE I DON'T WANT PEOPLE TO THINK THAT I AM THE STANDARD, BUT I'M JUST SAYING THAT I HAVE SEEN GOD'S HEALING POWER IN MY LIFE SUPERNATURALLY. IT HAS BEEN 48 YEARS, AND I'VE ONLY FOUGHT SICKNESS A COUPLE OF TIMES BECAUSE OF MY OWN STUPIDITY, BECAUSE I JUST OVERWORKED MYSELF. ONE TIME I MINISTERED 40 uh, TIMES ONE WEEK, AND THEN I MINISTERED 41 TIMES THE NEXT WEEK, AND YOU KNOW WHAT? I DID MYSELF IN, AND I JUST I HAD TO... I HAD SOME SINUS INFECTION AND CAME BECAUSE I WAS SO DEPLETED. ANOTHER TIME I CAME BACK FROM AN OVERSEAS TRIP, AND I HAD BEEN out uh, OVER 24 HOURS WITHOUT SLEEP. I GOT HOME, AND A POND THAT I HAD BUILT uh, HAD FILLED UP, AND IT WAS ABOUT TO BURST THE DAM, AND I HAD TO GET DOWN IN FREEZING WATER AND WORK ON THAT DRAIN, WHICH WAS STUPID. BUT ANYWAY, I DID IT, AND I WAS ALREADY DEPLETED, AND I GOT A COLD OR SOMETHING THROUGH THAT. AND THAT'S THE ONLY TIMES I'VE BEEN SICK IN 48 YEARS. I DON'T BELIEVE IN BEING SICK. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? WHEN YOU SAY THINGS LIKE THIS, THERE ARE PEOPLE THAT KNOW. EVERY TIME IT'S FLU SEASON, YOU KNOW, YOU EXPECT TO GET THE COLD uh, ONCE A YEAR. YOU EXPECT TO HAVE PROBLEMS. YOU EXPECT THESE THINGS TO HAPPEN. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? IF THAT'S WHAT YOU EXPECT, YOU'LL GET IT. THERE ARE PEOPLE THAT ARE NOT LIVING IN GOD'S BEST BECAUSE THEY AREN'T SHOOTING FOR GOD'S BEST. THEY'VE ACCEPTED IT. YOU KNOW, I HAD ONE YOUNG LADY THAT WAS A STUDENT OF OURS, AND SHE WAS TRAVELING WITH ME TO KANSAS CITY, AND I TOOK 13 PEOPLE IN A VAN I WAS DRIVING. ANYWAY, AS I TALKED TO HER, SHE HAD HAD PEANUT ALLERGIES HER ENTIRE LIFE, AND SHE HAD JUST ACCEPTED IT, AND SHE LEARNED HOW TO DEAL WITH IT. AND AS WE WERE DRIVING ALONG, YOU KNOW, WE STOPPED, AND WE GOT SOMETHING TO EAT AND SOME SNACKS AND THINGS ALONG THE WAY, AND SHE SAID SOMETHING ABOUT, OH, I CAN'T EAT PEANUTS. SO AS WE WERE DRIVING, I WAS TALKING ABOUT THIS, AND I WAS SHARING, YOU KNOW, YOU DON'T HAVE TO BE THIS WAY. She, it, IT NEVER DAWNED ON HER. SHE JUST THOUGHT THAT'S THE WAY THAT IT WAS. I MEAN, SHE HAD EATEN PEANUTS WHEN SHE WAS A GIRL, YOUNG GIRL, 
And she nearly died. She had to go to the hospital. It nearly killed her. And she had had some severe reactions. And anyway, I just talked to her as we were driving and told her, God can heal you of that. You don't have to live that way. And you know what? She started believing for God's best. And we didn't even realize it. But the next time that we stopped and got gas and got some deals, she went and got a payday uh, candy bar that is full of peanuts and ate the thing. And she didn't even tell anybody about it. And it was like an hour or two later and we were riding along and she says, I ate those peanuts and there's no problem. And she was miraculously healed. I mean, in the past, she would have died if she had done that. But she just all of a sudden started believing for God's best and was delivered from it. There are people that think that your eyesight just has to go bad as you get older and they expect to, you know, get glasses and to have poor eyesight and all of these problems. God's not mad at you if you have glasses. If you are content with wearing glasses, wear them. God loves you. He doesn't care whether you look through glasses or not. But I'm saying that you could be healed. There is something better. Man, that's amazing to me how people just settle for less than God's best. Again, am I condemning you? No. I believe that every one of us have blind spots. I'm not talking about physical blind spots in your eyes. I'm talking about that we have areas that we've settled for something and don't even realize it. You know, back in January the 31st of 2002, the Lord told me I was limiting him by my small thinking. And I was, you know, relative to where I had been, we had doubled in the last two years in the ministry, in our income, in the number of people we were reaching. We were covering at that time in 2002, I was covering three and a half percent of the United States population with our television program. And I mean, we had come from nothing starting January the 3rd of 2000. And I thought that that was a great increase. And I was comparing it to what I had done in the past. But God spoke to me January the 31st, 2002 from Psalm 78, 41 and says, you are limiting me by your small thinking. And I mean, all of a sudden, I started believing not just for better than it had been, better relative to some of my friends, you know, some of my ministry friends, I was having a bigger impact and reaching more people than they were. But God told me to quit comparing myself among myself with other people or even what I've done in the past. And I mean, God showed me what he had for me. And I mean, our ministry has exploded and we are seeing awesome things happening. We're impacting people's lives through our Karis Bible College and on and on. I could talk about it. And I just was settling for less. And I'm telling you, there's people that settle for less all of the time. And God wants you healthy. And yet there's people that just can tolerate it. I'm, I meet people all of the time who come to me and they say, you know, I've got this and this and this wrong, but this one is the one that I can't tolerate. I could live with the rest of these problems. Brothers and sisters, that's a wrong attitude. I'm not saying that God hates you. God's mad at you. I'm saying you are settling for less than God's best. I had a man come to me one time and he listed four or five things. He started with his neck and he says, I've got pain in my spine, went down to his hips, talked about neuropathy, pain in his feet. He went from head to toe and named half a dozen things. And he says, but the real problem is the pain in the neck. I can't sleep at night. If I could just get God to heal my neck, I could live with the rest of it. 
And so I responded to him. I said, well, I understand what you're saying. I said, if we were to ask God to heal your neck, your spine, your hips, your legs, your nerves, your neuropathy, if, if he was to do all of that at one time, the lights in heaven might dim. <laughs> and when I said that, this guy looked at me and he says, boy, that was pretty stupid what I said. Wasn't it? I said, it's, it was real stupid. God's not mad at us, but I'm saying, why would a person say that I could live with this pain? I can suffer with this. I just have to have this one thing dealt with. See, you've got a wrong impression about God. Somehow or another, you feel like it's hard for God to accomplish these things, or He's got limited supply and He can't heal all of these things, or it'll make the lights in heaven dim. He just hasn't got enough power to pull all of this off at one time. I'm telling you, we are settling for less than God's best. And, uh, you know, I shared this out of Second Chronicles chapter 16, that when the seer, the prophet, rebuked Asa for settling for less than God's best, Asa got mad at the prophet and put him in prison. And, uh, boy, I'm really empathizing with this prophet right now because I know that what I'm saying is rubbing a lot of people the wrong way and people get upset. So let me just say something else. And again, don't get mad with the messenger. But you know what? Going to the doctors and having the doctors cut on you and taking pills to do all of this stuff is not God's best. Am I saying that you're sinning if you go to a doctor? No. Am I saying that God's mad at you, that somehow or another you are an inferior person because you go to the doctor? No, but I am saying that we have developed a mindset to where many people depend upon a pill to put them to bed, a pill to wake them up, a pill to keep them going. That is not God's best. God didn't create us to live with all of these external things controlling us. And I'm telling you, people are just settling for less than God's best. You know, I... I had a friend recently who uh, had something life-threatening. He, he nearly died. And, and the do when he went to the emergency room, they said, so what, what's your doctor? He didn't have a doctor. He doesn't go to the doctor. And you know what? Today, that is considered to be foolish. I'm saying you don't have to live by the medical profession. Am I against the medical profession? No. I've got friends that are doctors. I've got a guy on my board who's a doctor. And I've talked to him about all of this. Doctors uh, help. They are out to fight sickness the same as I am. But I'm saying that depending upon a doctor instead of depending upon God is not God's best. Now, not everybody is at a level to where they can just believe God and stand and receive a healing directly from God. And so if you aren't there, don't be foolish and don't die and don't suffer when there is a physical, natural thing that can alleviate it. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that you ought to, God ought to be our first choice. You ought to deal with things and use a doctor as a second choice. God, if my faith isn't working, if I can't see this happen, well, then I'm just going to go and get help and I'm going to continue to grow and get in faith. But you ought to get to where you expect to walk in supernatural health rather than just sit here and when something happens, go immediately to the doctor. Again, I'm not against doctors. I've got friends that are doctors, but they also will admit that they're just human. 
You know, this doctor is on my board. He did an operation one time and his assistant didn't count the number of sponges correctly and they left some sponges in a person and the person wound up having severe problems and they had to go back in and do it. Am I saying that he was sinful or terrible? No, he's human. He made a mistake. Doctors are people and they've had some incredible results, things that they're able to do, but also there's a reason that doctors have the highest malpractice insurance in the world. I have literally had 15 to 20 people in a prayer line that every single one, I mean, everyone, 15 or 20, all had problems that came from medication, that came from operations, complications, etc. Am I saying that the doctors are bad? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that, man, there's just, it's terrible to have to cut yourself open and, and do all of these things that people do. If you have to do it, do it. But I would believe God first every single time. I'm saying that that's not God's best. If you're at a place to where you aren't able to see the healing come just through faith, there is no condemnation. Do what you got to do. But I'm saying, why do we go to the doctors first? And only if the doctors give up, do we turn to God. You know, I actually have prayed for many people who the doctors have sent home to die and said, you're beyond our ability. We can't help you anymore. There's no point in even coming back. I love that when the doctors say that. You know why? Because then the people put their total faith in God. But most of the time, people will come to me and ask for prayer, and they've already got a surgery plan. They've already got another way of coping with it. They aren't committed to receiving healing from God. It's just like they're asking God to see if it'll work. I've actually had a person one time come and they had a severe case of the flu and they came over to the house and wanted me to pray for them and I prayed for them. We expected to see them healed and they weren't at the service that night. So we called and asked what had happened and they were in the hospital. And they said, oh, we had already told the hospital we were coming. We had a bed reserved at the hospital before we even stopped to have you pray. <laughs> and I thought, well, why in the world did I pray then if you were already expecting to go to the hospital and if you were going to have them treat you, well, then why did you ask God to do it? That's double-mindedness. And I know that what I'm saying, um, there's people that will misunderstand. You will think that I'm against doctors. I'm not. I've said that a dozen times already, but there's people that'll think what you want to think. I'm just saying that that's not God's best. And there's some people, oh yes, God imparted all of this and we should use every medical thing. We ought to follow everything they say and do that first and only if it's beyond their ability do we totally trust God. I just disagree with that 100%. I haven't been to a doctor in 40-something years. The last time I went to a doctor, I was in the Army, and they made me go to a doctor. And they made me uh, get checked up and things like that. I just don't go to doctors, and I've been supernaturally healed. I've lived in health. I've broken bones, and I've seen God supernaturally heal them. Am I condemning anybody who goes and gets a bone set and wears a cast. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that I would believe God and just believe for a supernatural miracle. So anyway, I'm using this as an example of how that we settle for less than God's best. 
Am I condemning anybody where they are? No, but I'm saying that, you know what? God has so much more for us than what most of us are experiencing. And one of the reasons is just simply because we can live with less than God's best. We're content to live on on pills and medication the rest of our life instead of being healed. It's manageable. And so because it's manageable, we just live that way when God could set you free. I'm saying God has something best, something better. We, we aren't experiencing God's best, and we need to start believing for the best. I don't know why anybody would want to be cut on and have these things happen when you could be supernaturally healed. Again, am I condemning you? No, but I'm saying there is something better than that. Man, that's awesome. You know, I deal with some physical things. But, and I could go to the doctor and I could get treatment and I could deal with things. But man, I just believe God and God has supernaturally healed me. You know, I had a cancer on my ear. I, some of you, if you've been watching this program for a long time, I had this thing. I don't know that it was a cancer, but I had doctors that would come to my meetings and say, that's a melanoma and you got cancer. I never went to a doctor. I never got anything because I believe God could heal it. And I prayed with people who had had their ear cut off because of the exact same thing that I had, and I just stood and believed God, and it went for six years. Did it have to go for six years? No, I'm sure that that's because of me. It really wasn't a big thing to me. I didn't ever have to look at it. <laughs> You're the ones that had to look at it. So anyway, I, if, if there was a problem, it was my problem. It wasn't God. It didn't take God six years, but I stood on it, and today... I'm totally over that thing and I'm healed and I didn't have to go get my ear cut off and I didn't have to get radiation and I didn't have to do all of this and I've been supernaturally healed. Am I condemning anybody that goes to the medical profession? But no, but I, I, you know what? I saved a bunch of money. I saved a bunch of trauma. I didn't lose my hair because of it. I got a testimony. I just think there's a better way to deal with things. Man, that's awesome. I know that there's some people watching this and saying, you're going to encourage people to sit there and not take advantage of a doctor and they're going to have a problem or they could even die and it's going to be your fault. I am not telling anybody to do what I'm doing. I'm just saying that God's best. I don't know why. I don't know how you can argue with this. God's best is to be supernaturally healed. Now, if you're having trouble with that, go take advantage of whatever. Don't sit here and use what I'm saying to die or to cause a problem, but I'm just telling you, shoot for God's best. If you miss the stars, you'll hit the moon, amen. That's better than what most people do. You say in the name of Jesus, I'm not going by what I see. I go by what the Word of God says. There's more than just this physical realm. There's also a spiritual realm. I don't care what this looks like. I know what God's Word says. The doctors told me it would be a year before I would walk normal. I was being killed by a cancerous tumor. I was told my wife would not leave the hospital alive. My name is Teresa Hotelling and I'm from Woodland Park, Colorado. I was told that I would never recover from Sjogren's syndrome, lupus, or thyroid disease. For years, I had tried everything, medical treatments, holistic treatments, even lots of prayer, speaking, and commanding, but nothing seemed to work. 
That's when I enrolled into Karis Bible College and my focus shifted off of my symptoms and onto the finished work of Jesus. In just a matter of months, I received my complete healing after sitting under the word at Karis Bible College. And today, several years later, I am still walking in that complete healing and I am not alone. I was walking normal within a matter of weeks and today I am in full-time ministry. Today I am cancer free and I'm living life to the fullest. My wife's miraculous recovery shocked all the doctors. Because people like you partnered with Andrew Womack Ministries, we have all been given our lives back. We cannot thank you enough for your generosity, but there are still millions of people out there who need the same truth that set us free. Won't you please help us get that message to them? Please be a partner with this ministry today. Become a partner today. <laughs> you know, you may not know these people, but I know every one of these people that you just saw them give a testimony. And I tell you, Jesus changed their life because of our partners. If you've not yet joined with us and become a partner, I ask you to pray about it and join with us today. Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events. Today you can get Andrew's teaching, Living in God's Best, in a hardback book for a gift of any amount when you contact us. I'd like to encourage you to get these materials that I'm offering. I've got this hardcover book on living in God's best. We've got a study guide, which is 475 pages. And this is specifically designed so that you can disciple other people in this. We've also got this book in Spanish. We've got a series that was recorded live, and then we have a CD set and a DVD set. But I tell you, this teaching on living in God's best is absolutely life-changing if you will listen to it and then heed it and act on it. So please check it out today. Andrew's entire series, Living in God's Best, is available as a book in either English or Spanish, as a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast, or as a CD or DVD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth seminar. You can also get this teaching as a companion study guide. The study guide will deepen your personal understanding and is perfect for home groups or Sunday schools. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. 
Our helpline is open Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. At the time that I enrolled in classes, I wasn't able to move all the way to Colorado and you know, uproot my life. The flexibility of correspondence school was one of the biggest draws for me to enroll. I could get things done throughout the day and then I could go home and, and do my lessons. It's been such a blessing for me, for my family, just to see what God can do in a person's life when they just surrender and say, okay, God, I'll follow you. My name is Macy and I was a first year correspondence student. You can complete your first year of Karis Bible College as a correspondence student Go to karisbiblecollege.org to learn more. Do you want to connect with like-minded believers? Then Karis Bible Studies is the place for you. Find a Bible study near you by visiting karisbiblestudies.net.